This podcast is part of the Pathological Nerdcasters Network. Find more at pncn.rocks, where all the geeks come to play. Hi, Brandon with Spaghetti and Meatballs. Today we are joined by Chase from Print and Play Games. Chase and I first met at GameStorm 18. We had the opportunity to do some playtesting at Game Lab together and then kept in touch. I wanted to bring Chase on to talk about what print and play does and what they offer. One thing I don't think we got into enough detail about is the value that they can afford individuals. Let me tell a story about myself. Recently, someone requested that I do a review of their game in a print and play version. And when I was done printing, I was out of ink. In addition to that, I had to scrounge around the house to find just the right pieces. And so then I had to replace my cartridges after that. And that's 40 bucks that I'm out. What I could have done was taken that 40 bucks and put it to print and play and gotten a nicer version of this game and then still had my ink and paper and not had to rummage around my house for the right pieces. Anyway, that's just something I I wanted to express that that I'm going to start looking into print and play myself moving forward. Anyway, enough about me, and we'll talk to Chase about print and play games. All right, this is Brandon with Spaghetti and Meeples. Today we are joined by our special guest, Chase, from Print and Play. Thank you for being here, Chase. Glad to be here. Excellent. Um, First, what is Print and Play? So, Print and Play is an on-demand print service that uh, caters especially to board gamers. Um, And kind of how it started was Andrew Tolson, who is our main manager, kind of found the Print and Play world of board gaming through Board Game Geek. I'm sure many of you are familiar with that wonderful site. And kind of through exploring and looking around, he was like, whoa, look at all these great games that are just free to print. So he started buying card stocks and chipboards and various things and realized, hey, it's a lot cheaper to buy in bulk. So he just kind of kept upgrading and leveling up his services and then offered it to other people, friends and family, started a web store. And then um, uh, lo and behold, a company called Ad Magic started getting a lot of requests for board games. Uh, They're a company that kind of specializes in print services, printing on demand, uh, but they do much larger runs. I think they started with kind of like pens and coffee mugs, that kind of thing, where it's their advertising magic, and slowly moved into the board game world to the point that uh, they were over and over getting customers who were requesting prototypes, and they just wanted, you know, one or two copies. And uh, having most of their facilities overseas, they didn't have a good use for that. Okay. Uh, And that led them to find print and play, and they kept on just referring customers to Andrew, uh, saying, oh, you just need one? Well, check out this guy online. And that went on for some time until finally uh, Sherry, who is uh, Sherry Spiro, who's the owner of Ad Magic, just decided to do a partnership with Andrew. Uh, they bought us out about a year ago, and uh, we've just been leveling up ever since. So we started off as kind of a real small, just uh, garage or uh, basement uh, company, and now We've got a whole floor, uh, and we just leveled up to have a warehouse space, so we're doing a little bit more fulfillment, uh, as well as you know the same thing we've always been doing, helping people make their own board games and uh, get those hard-to-find gems uh, on BGG and things like that. That's excellent. And um, I was going to ask you, and I do want to ask you about your role, but since we're talking about people getting their own, the other thing I want to talk about is that you have parts mm-hmm. for people that they can just order. Like, they don't have to necessarily send you a prototype. 
they can order just parts from you and sort of assemble their own prototype at home. Is that correct? Absolutely. I would say uh, a large part of our business, it's often easy to forget because it's pretty easy to fill, is just uh, parts replacement and kind of uh, letting board gamers level up their own pieces. I don't know about you, but I'm never a big fan of paper money. No, so, it's uh, the worst. Oh, it's so bad. So <laughs> uh, one of the things we offer is we just have some chipboard coins, which, um, you know, they're not super better, but they're just uh, so much nicer to have something a little heftier, a little hold, something to hold on to when you play in a game that uses a lot of money. So we have, yeah, a wide variety of pieces, everything from your standard Euro cubes, discs, that sort of thing, to um, dice, pawns. We even have some, like, plastic military things, little planes, tanks, submarines. So, yeah, uh, a large part of our business is just helping board gamers level up or just getting some components together to start messing around and see what they can do with their own uh, ideas and designs. Yeah, well, and I, that's also good for me, too, because I, I've recently started doing some print-and-play stuff, and some of them require a lot of additional pieces. So you'll have a board that prints up, you'll have cards that print up, but then they say, and you need 20 tokens of this kind or 20 something else. And so I think that's really good. How did you get hooked up with print and play? It's actually kind of a funny story. So uh, I'm fairly new to the Portland area. Uh, I've been here for almost three years. Um, but as I started, you know, uh, finding my roots here in Portland and meeting friends, I became part of a, a Game Crafters Guild, and so uh, one of my good friends there, Ryan, had a game day where he invited Andrew over because Ryan had bought a lot of things from Andrew. Well, that's how I met Andrew, and I was like, well, I want to buy some things, and so I went <laughs> over to a shop one day, and I was looking around, and I was like, wow, this is great. I, I would just love to come and like hang out and help out if I can. Uh, at the time, I was kind of looking for some new work, and Andrew uh, said, well, are you serious about that? And I was like, well, if you're serious about it, yeah. So we kind of discussed it and talked about it, and uh, he looked into my background and really saw that I had the experience and uh, just kind of the tenacity and also the uh, commitment level that he was looking for. Uh, and he had exactly what I was looking for, you know, turning my hobby into more of a full-time job and even a career. So uh, it worked out really well, and I've been there for about a year and a couple months, and uh, things are going swimmingly. I absolutely love it, and... Uh, I think Andrew's really happy to have me. So That's excellent. That's great. Um, and so what is your specific role with Print and Play? So I'm the uh, assistant manager, and I focus really on custom projects. So if customers looking through our website maybe have a little more something unique they want to do, uh, or they just can't quite find exactly what they need on our website, they'll give me a ring or an email, and uh, I'll help take care of them. I'll do custom quoting for games where, you know, if you're not ordering one or two and you want to get... 20 to 50 and you need more of a specific price point that you're looking at, we can offer good discounts on some of those larger runs. The other thing I do quite a bit of is um, our templates. I've been trying to level up continually uh, to help our customers more easily make the things they're looking for. So if you want to get a whole bunch of cards, I've made a template that has 18 cards that we used to print up and then cut apart. Um, and we've got them for everything, stickers, die cut pieces, boxes. So. It's uh, a large part of my job and not always the funnest. <laughs> well, and sort of connected to that, I saw that on the website, at least, you talk about having a 48-hour turnaround. Mm -hmm. And the question I have is, how are you able to do that? What if you were to suddenly just, like, people listen to the podcast and everybody, all two of them, suddenly decide to uh, drop in a bunch of orders and you just get a deluge of orders? How do you keep up with it? So um, part of that is... We have just really good communication and people who are just amazing at what they do. 
So we're a pretty small team, but those who are working are working hard, and we always try to keep a couple days ahead. So part of our 48-hour guarantee is uh, when you order, almost always that day it's been looked at, checked out, downloaded, processed, and then ready to print. Uh, if we ever find a hiccup or something that goes wrong, then we have uh, a full day to get a hold of you, and you have a full day get to get back, and we can still make that 48-hour guarantee, although that does reset it if you need to send in new files like that. Uh, from there then, once we get everything printed, we have a full day for construction, and uh, that usually keeps us well enough in ahead, but I'll just tell you honestly, it ebbs and flows. Some days it's, uh, oh, I'm working on templates all day long and trying to upgrade uh, some of our website site stuff, and other days it's, I'm in the construction room along with two other people, <laughs> and we're just cutting things out and trying to get things uh, out to customers, and we've got a couple of part-time workers who are willing to come in and help out more when needed, and uh, sometimes, you know, it's just an easier day, which uh, I actually really enjoy about the work that, you know, I'm not stuck behind my desk all the time. And likewise, I'm not constantly cranking out uh, dies or something like that. Yeah, no, it's good to have that variety. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like even though everybody has their role, you all can shift and sort of help each other out. Yeah, we all wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so... Uh, I also read something about playtesting mm -hmm. on the website. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so this is something that um, is fairly new that we're leveling up into. So AdMagic, uh, another one of their, excuse me, uh, smaller companies is called I'm gonna look, Breaking Games. So okay. they are kind of the more publishing development side of AdMagic. And uh, they're run, I'm pretty sure they're just getting a new facility set up in California. And they're really about taking those first prototypes and turning them into really full-fledged games. So how that works for us with print and play is we're just starting this. Um, some of our warehouse space we're going to start dedicating to a little bit more playtesting area. Uh, we've got a couple designs from customers that were you know, running through. Maybe every uh, week we'll probably try to get a game in or something like that and get some reviews out, let them know what we're thinking of it, how to change it, how to make it better. But a lot of it is just uh, separate from the company. Uh, I love playing games and that's kind of what got me started was hanging out, playing games with friends, designing my own stuff and that's how, how I mentioned I met Andrew. So uh, a lot of my playtesting comes with just me and my friends grabbing some print play stuff I'll bring it down from. Uh, from our store and we'll spend a night at Guardian or maybe at one of our houses and do a lot of playtesting that way. Excellent. Okay, so it's very informal at this stage. At this point, yeah. Uh, it's something that we're growing into and uh, I'm very excited to do so because who doesn't love playing games at work? Exactly. No, <laughs> you've, you've really parlayed that into a, a nice career, like taking, like you said, taking your hobby and being able to, to in incorporate it into a career for yourself. Um, so there was something else that um, I want to talk about as far as the industry. So you've been working with print and play for about a year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, which is a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. But it seems like to me anyway, as someone who just is a hobbyist, that it's changed a lot even in that amount of time. I was mm -hmm. wondering if you've noticed things and what you've noticed. I would say one of the uh, biggest things I've noticed, which is... But I, I don't know, kind of disheartening for the uh, small game publishers like myself, and uh, I, I wouldn't guess call, I would call myself a publisher, but the small game designers like myself uh, is kind of the change of 
Kickstarter in a big way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know for me, when I started out, this would have been, oh, four or five years ago, just getting into the hobby and starting to look into maybe designing something myself. Kickstarter was brand new at that point, and it was just looked like this great platform to kind of do yourself, and now that has really morphed into a, a production and marketing and kind of big company engine, which is frustrating for the little guys uh, who just, you know, maybe want to get a couple hundred games made. Yeah. So... I guess that's one thing that makes me really excited about print and play is that we still have that capacity for people who aren't looking to, you know, make a million dollars, who just want to get their passion project made. Um, recently, we did Eccentric Inventors, which was a very small Kickstarter that funded. Uh, we did 110 games from, but they were just, uh, just pickled pink or pleased as punch, whatever <laughs> you want to say. They were so excited to just get 110 games made. So that makes me really excited to work at Print and Play and that we still have those options available and that uh, if you seek it out, you can really still find it, even if the you know monster of Kickstarter seems a little too scary. Um, yeah. As far as in the last year, uh, I guess what I've just seen is the explosion of do-it-yourself. I've seen so many more designs come through, even in our shop, from the, you know, very small to the the big expansive. Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners, all too as you said, yes. <laughs> are familiar with uh, Jamie Stegmeier, and uh, oh, yeah. one of the kind of real fun parts that I got to see throughout pretty much the past year was Scythe. Oh, uh, Scythe funded, I think, over a million on Kickstarter, but we were started working on that. Um, I want to say around February, and that was when it was just like real rinky-dink cards. Uh, Jamie yeah. just had us like doing solid colors on the back. There was no graphics at all, <laughs> and you know these just very basic prototypes to see it move from that to you know something a little more polished. And then towards the end of it, when he was getting close to the Kickstarter, making really nice copies. I think we did five. Just really spent our time on them. Really tried to level up and make sure everything looked fantastic for him because he had put you know so much time and energy into our company. So we wanted to reflect that back to him. So it was cool to see those, as well as all just the little guys who are like, I need a hundred decks of cards and uh, are just trying to start out. So yeah. So print and play. It's not just hey, I found a game on Board Game Geek or hey. I invented a game and I need someone to print it. You guys also do sort of out of print mm -hmm. games, right? I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, our roots really start on BGG. For Andrew, it was uh, kind of discovering this world of out of date, uh, unpublished, and free to print games. People who have just designed but you know don't have the means to publish themselves that you can find, and there's just tons of them. Some of them are fantastic. And so some of the offers, uh, products we offer are a lot of those great games. We have a lot that are just ready to go. Um, we see a high demand for certain categories. There's uh, the 18 series. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Like the 18XX? Or... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, another part of my job actually is keeping those files kind of up to date and ready to go. So recently we did 18 Africa. Uh, we also have... 18, I think it's Alabama in stock. Wow. We have 18, there's 1886 and 1889, and they're very similar, and one's in Japanese, and one's, I think, the translated version. Okay. Uh, so it's fun to see those. I recently did one that we didn't have in stock. Uh, these were all files just found on BGG, but very similar game. It was 18 Ireland that a customer wanted. Oh, real quick, for the listeners who don't know what the 18 games are, how would you describe it? 
So I actually haven't played them yet, but uh, they're they seem really fantastic. So they are a train tiling stock bidding money making crazy math competing with your friends game uh, i haven't been able to sit down and play one they do take a little bit of time and a little bit of energy but they seem like a lot of fun yeah and they all take place in the 1800s yes yes because trains yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, what are some of the other out of print ones that you've done that people seem really excited about um let's see uh one we get a quest request for a lot is a little game called Adventure of D. Hmm. Uh, it's primarily cards, uh, but you get a little hero, you're leveling up, there's kind of a map made out of the cards, you're running around trying to, I think, defeat the large monster, and that kind of sets off the end trigger for the game, and so it's a little bit cooperative, a little bit of stab your friend in the back, <laughs> that's when we get a lot of requests for. We also have a Pond Hockey, which is just a simple, um, I think it's a dexterity game. Another one is, oh, it's got asteroids and it's in space, but now I can't think of the name. I don't know. We get a lot of requests for that one. That one's fun. I'm trying to think of what else I've done recently. How is, I mean, I'd asked you a little bit, I think, about Dune at GameStorm mm -hmm. 18. Uh, is that one that's consistent seller or just one that you keep on stock and every once in a while somebody gets it? So, yeah, Dune files uh, are free to download via a couple different artists. Uh, there's Scott E. has a set that look really great, but we most often get requests for Ilya, who's just done a fast, fantastic redesign. And so we get quite a few requests for those. Um, just a wonderful game, uh, just and, and a classic, and still great to play. It's one that uh, me and, uh, I think I mentioned his name earlier, Ryan, are just fan fanatics for, and so we try to get in as many plays as possible. Excellent. What do you like about it? The thing I love uh, about Dune is the asymmetry. Uh, so there are six unique factions that all have very unique abilities, as well as the just kind of chaotic and surprising nature. Uh, I am uh, more of a chaotic player, as my friends have told me. So things like Cosmic Encounter, which is the okay. same designers of Dune, uh, and games where you know just crazy stuff can happen, I really really enjoy. So Doom, ha Dune has a great platform for that, where you're like, all right, I'm gonna go in with all these guys, and then just craziness ensues. Yeah, no, uh, Andrew, who's part of the uh, Pathological Nerdcasters Network, was talking about a, a game that he was playing where everybody was coming at him, and then like he just played one card and it threw everything <laughs> completely into chaos. Yes, and that destroyed everybody's plans. Yeah. So no, that's excellent. Uh, I, that's most of what I wanted to know about. What are things that I didn't ask you about that you think people should know about print and play? About print and play. I think the uh, best thing, and uh, this is what I feel like sometimes our customers get hung up on, is just go on our website and order something. If you really want to get to know us, buy something. And I'm not saying that as a plug, uh, <laughs> even though it is a shameless plug, go buy our stuff. But you really get to see our quality. Uh, a lot of times, customers, it, it's hard to understand what we do because we are such a physical components uh, company. Right. So much of the gaming world is in you know, the video games or in the, the big productions, and you got to get everything lined up and figured out. For us, you know, spend 12 bucks, get a couple things, and you can see right there within a week or so, because we have such a fast turnaround, exactly what we can do for you. And... Uh, it's so great when I get to see customers just so pleasantly surprised with our quality and when we can make things work and line up so well. So I would say 
as kind of a shameless plug, but as a really a good way to get to know us. If you've got something, that game you've been thinking about for a while, or that um, piece you really wanted to level up and you're just tired of those crappy components, or that thing you wanted to redesign that looks so cool, or whatever it is, check us out. Come find something. Even just get a part of it and see what we can do for you. No, excellent, excellent. That's everything. Thank you so much, Chase, for for joining us today. Like mm-hmm. I said, when I met you at GameStorm, I was like, wow, print and play. I didn't even know about it. And so I would love to share. Yeah, so I absolutely. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. All right, it's have a good fun. day. Yeah, you as well.